Today on the Marketing Musician Podcast, we've got a behind-the-scenes look of being signed to a major record label. And first up, to step up to the open mic, we have Rachel from the Rachel Walker Trio, and she's going to be talking about songwriting. It might seem like a lot to make it happen today, but give it all you got, and you just might find your way. Just make the music, and you can choose to tell the world just All right, hello, all you marketing maniacs. It is I, your smiling host, Jam and Dave Jackson, author of the book, Get Your Band Out of the Basement and Keep Them Out of the Asylum. That makes a phenomenal Christmas present, by the way. Easily, instantly downloadable. Find that out at marketingmusician.com. If you are looking to kind of up your marketing in 2013, go out to marketingmusician.com. We've got a great course that will show you Yes, you, how you can be your own webmaster. Quit waiting on, you know, whatever, Earl, to update the website, whatever. You can do this yourself, and uh, it only costs you seven bucks a month to have your own website, and it costs uh, next to nothing to take the course. So check it out at marketingmusician.com. If you'd like to email me, it's dave at marketingmusician.com. You can call in your comments, 888-563-3228. You can also use the feedback button on the website. And today... I want to uh, play you a clip. I found this on YouTube. And there was a band back in the day uh, called Kings X. And I think you can find them at kingsxrocks.com. And this is an interview with a guitar player. Now, back in the day, in the 80s, they had a hit on MTV called Over My Head. And they're a really cool band. It's three three guys, uh, drummer, bass, guitar. Uh, bass player plays a 12-string bass. So they have this really thick sound guitar player has this very identifiable tone and they have this great three-part harmony and they got denied and rejected by everybody and they finally got a major record label and they had just been touring their butt off to make ends meet when they were not signed and he explains what it's like and the quote bonuses you get when you get signed to a major record label and it, as much as you think oh that would be my dream come true uh, listen to this when we became something that overnight was this new thing we were over eight years into our career you know eight years of, of like I said you know loading our own gear driving our own selves doing five sets a night uh, five nights a week in places like Little Rock Arkansas playing till four in the morning with Literally no one in there, but they'd still make us play in case somebody came in, those kind of gigs. And we did. We slugged that kind of stuff out year after year after year. And everybody thought we were idiots for doing it. They really did. They thought we were crazy for, you know, why are you putting yourselves through this? It's serious uh, dedication, no doubt about it, to make something happen. But when I was young and that hungry, and we had that goal, and we didn't care, we just wanted to get that record deal, when that's driving you that hard and you love music that much that you can't turn it off, you just have to do it, that can, that can get you through a lot of bad times. 
we were big fish in a small pond before we got a record deal. You know, in certain places we could fill up clubs and we, you know, thought we must be pretty hot. You know, we, you know, people really love us and all this stuff. And then you get a record deal, you know, the thing you've been wanting to get all this time. And you sort of stop doing the kind of gigging you were doing to make a living. Instead, you have to now treat it in a different way and sell it as a, a product. We couldn't do cover gigs to make money and be taken seriously if we were going to be in this new game, you know. So we went from the top of a small world to the very bottom of a very big world, which meant, you know, very little gigging, very little money, doing opening slots where the record company had to put up money to afford for you to be out there doing it, you know, which is normal business, uh, people don't realize. It was a different world where we meant absolutely nothing to anyone all of a sudden and we just got a record deal so it's the opposite of what you think in your head when you get a record deal so it, all it did for us is made us realize man we have got to fight all over again in a different ball game and we don't mean anything and a record deal doesn't mean anything it really doesn't uh, it doesn't solve your problems you still have to get out there and do the work and make it happen one way or another and so that slap of realization was a good one, but uh, not what I was expecting. Because the struggling started all over again on a new scale and, and was tough for a long time yet, you know, uh, with King's X before we started actually seeing any kind of anything coming in that had anything to do with money. So there you have it. You go, you, you, like you said, it's really not much of a boost. You think it's going to just, you know, Fill your dreams and ride around in buses and things like that. People don't ex understand you have to pay for that bus and you're getting next to nothing for the money you make per CD. It's just not the, it's, it's been, we've, we've learned to believe through movies and things like that. The story that, you know, then I was found, then I was discovered, then I was rich and famous. No, now you're in a bigger pool. You're in a deeper pool is a way to look at that, right? Before it was possible to drown, but the water wasn't as deep. Now you're in a really, really deep pool and you've got to kick twice as hard to get noticed because as he said, nobody cares about you. It's not like they're like, oh, we're so happy you're on the label. It's like, all right, here's another product, whatever, put him on the shelf. So I really uh, like that uh, interview. It was very insightful about that and uh, thought, wow, you guys need to hear this. School of Podcasting. We're going to start off with some quick podcast success stories. Here again, podcasting is opening doors to people. You're connecting with your audience, so you're getting to know them a little better. Subscribe now at schoolofpodcasting.com. All right, next up, I had announced a couple weeks ago that uh, over the next, probably next year through 2013, as things are kind of changing in my life here, the podcast is not pod fading. I've always said, if I ever just decide I'm not doing this anymore, I will let you know. So please stay subscribed. You can go out to marketingmusician.com forward slash iTunes if you're using iTunes to subscribe. And in the event I ever decide, yep, no more. I've said all I, there is to say. I've been doing this for over 10 years at this point. I will let you know. But I, we are officially on a whenever I can do it kind of basis at this point. I've... Uh, Got a lot of bills going on. I'm not actually in a band right now, although when I get off the phone here, I'm going to call and possibly audition for somebody. So the 
content isn't coming in as easily as it used to. And I said, you know, let's go to the audience. You guys have a lot of great insights and uh, you guys are doing a lot of great things out there. And I thought about it, you know, if we go to a club, one of the things that you can do is go to an open mic. And I said, you know, if you've ever thought of having your own podcast, you know, hey, you want to take it for a, a test run, we're going to have open mic nights. We're going to have open segments where you can submit what you want to share with other musicians. So Rachel, you can find her at rachelwalkertrio.com and she's going to share her insights on songwriting. So Rachel, come on up. Let's give her a little hand. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your time. And um, let's hear her insights into songwriting. Well, hi, I'm Rachel from the Rachel Walker Trio, and I'm going to teach you how to write a song the Rachel Walker way. Always been a songwriter. I remember as a little girl, I was nap time and I was supposed to be sleeping, but I was singing songs in, in bed. And my mom, I remember mom, mom coming in the room and saying, oh, honey, that sure is a nice song. Where did you hear that from? And I remember saying, oh, I made it up, mom. And she said, well, that sounds like a song. So I've always been making up songs in my head. And like to this day, there's always songs running around in my head. On the topic of song structure, like where does the song come from? I think you have to have, I think a better songwriter, and not always the case, this is my opinion, but they have some experience, you know, uh, experience with emotions, pain, happiness, joy things like that, that you can put into your, your songs and, and, uh, it, it, they, it does come from your soul. I think good, good songs are from the soul and you just, um, put your, you, you, I guess you funnel your mind into that place of, of expression that you're trying to bring forth. And especially if you, your lyrics are already written, like sometimes my, um, drummer actually quite often my drummer is a poet and he's always handing me lyrics so I will take his feelings and emotions in my mind and create a sound that goes with that to try and express what he was saying in his lyrics now when I write songs for myself often and many times I'll just the whole thing comes at once like I'll just the song and the lyrics especially if if uh, you know it's from deep emotion late at night. Sometimes I've had to get up at, you know, in the middle of the night and write a song, get it out so I can go, go back to sleep because the song is waiting, you know, to come out. Do you have a song like in your head and you'd like to express it or you'd like to be a songwriter and maybe you just have that desire and You've never been able to quite take that language because in a way, songwriting is a language and it's it's kind of like mathematics, actually. I, I liked math and it, it, songwriting has a form and, and, and a, uh, a language to it. And I think that the hit writers, this is my opinion, just have that natural inclination for the sweet spot when they write their music, and that's where the hits come from. I, I know you can improve your gifts, every one of us, and all gifts should be improved and you work on them, but I think, too, it's just sort of a natural inclination for what you're expressing. So 
when I uh, want to write a song, sometimes you, uh, one way, one method is to just start playing some chords together. And <clears throat> certain chords just have a nice sound. And that again, that's the structure of the language of music. They just sound nice together. Now, I don't always write chords that are um, expected just because I get bored or I just, I like the sound of a little bit of a different, you know, to ch- change it up a bit. And also I, I like the the altered tunings um, for writing. I'm now writing a lot of my music in, in an altered tuning form just because, again, you get bored with the same sounds that you can make. So if you have an idea, say you, say, you know, you're, boyfriend or girlfriend broke up with you and and you're devastated because that's often where a lot of songs come from are from from a lot of of sorrow or grief so that feeling that you get in your belly that pit in the pit of your stomach you you use that you know it's it's like the most awesome thing that you can take that horrible thing that just happened that pain and you can can make it into something really beautiful and that's where a lot of art comes from, actually, which is it's, it's a really awesome thing. It's the silver lining with with life. <laughs> so when you when you take those emotions, you you take your your chord structures that you've created. You think of how how it makes how, what you're trying to express ver- verbally. You know what are you trying to say, and just start writing that down. And you can alter your um, words according to your your beat or your your tempo um like often my like i said when i'm handed poems like from my drummer he uh i have to sometimes alter his tempo in his poetry to match you know the music that we're creating now uh, uh, as far as like a song and what's a good song and and what's a strong song well you think of a str- a strong song is a song that has a melody that you could just like pull everything off of it, all the great guitar playing and all the amazing musical instruments. And that melody still stands and it sticks in your head like, and you can hum along with it. For example, I think of Paul McCartney. We all think of Paul McCartney as as a great songwriter. He's got those wonderful melodies that they stick in your head. And those melodies uh, when, when you think about that that structure of, of of his his music, you can you can move the genres because it's a strong song. For example, and a st- strong song can be can bend like that. In my opinion, you can take that that structure of your song, and you can you can make it go many ways. I mean, you can take the same structure, add different tempos different beats and you've got a whole different sound for your song i mean you can take paul mccartney and as you know the orchestras play his music almost to a classical form so there's there's a lot to be said for for a strong melody line and that's that's an interesting topic all in itself because melody melodies have um they're they're farther fewer and farther between just because song styles have changed i mean we had the black gospel with the soul and the blues and all and and then the rock and roll and then we went into funk and when we went into funk 
the melody wasn't as important. It was more, this is a community thing. And there's this, there's an attitude we're, we're expressing here. And then of course moved into rap. So, so enough of that. Now, I'm not normally a blues singer uh, or a blues writer. So this is coming from me, from a person who probably would be more of a base of a folk writer. But I like to write in all kinds of genres and and I I really enjoy the challenge and um, have written in in many different genres just because I I enjoy it. So here's my, my... take on a blues song now blues for me they they come from people that some somewhere where you you've been through a lot and uh you know it's 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 from the soul (laughs) so i wrote this one i've been through some things myself so this one's called old oak tree and this is my version on a blues now i've i've taken my 12 string and i've put an altered tuning on that's not a normal altered tuning and uh, so I'll play this for you. This long, hot, lonely, this road I'm on. I know you love me, but the night's so long. Now, when I was writing this, I was actually trying to write it for someone else, putting myself in their shoes, and and it was somebody that that was uh, it was actually for a movie. It was this fellow that was on the street and having a really rough time, and the police were after him. So I was putting myself in his shoes, and and as an artist, you know, you observe people, you observe behavior, and and the way people feel and respond. And that makes you a better songwriter because you can put yourself in their shoes. And also if you, you can take your own personal experiences and your own pains and learn from them, you'll become a better songwriter. And that's because you're learning how to take your emotions and, and your intellect and create some, create a form just like any piece of art we take our experiences and our emotions and and especially our emotions in songwriting you know our passions our 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 feelings and express them through sound if it's a sad song you're going to hear that through the sounds that you create the chords you put together and if it's happy you're going to you're going to you're going to hear that too you're going to express those feelings now, is it, does it have to be really complicated, a song? No, actually, amazingly, a lot of songs that everyone sings all the time are really pretty basic and pretty simplistic. And I think that's because most people can relate to it easily. Like, um, usually musicians are the ones that like the more complicated <laughs> songs and notice all the, all the details and, and, it's funny because I know musicians are always like, man, I can't believe that that song's out there and my great song isn't. <laughs> but that's because, you know, musicians see music 
in a different light. This is an example of a really simple song, but it has a, it's called Out in the Atmosphere and it's on my CD, my Zorro Babel CD. When the lights go out, you are feeling so left out, and the world around moves on ahead. You, you can't even get out of bed. So that's those are just simple chords, but. You can still express a lot of emotion and you can still grab people with with those chords. Sometimes you'll take a, I have a little mini recorder. They're awesome to have and I can go anywhere and if I get a song that I really want to keep, then I can record that song, whether I hum, hum it, the melody in, you know, into the recorder or whether I've got my beach guitar with me, you know, somewhere in my car and I pull it out and I'm, I'm, I'm playing these chords and this, another sound. So that's a really great thing to have is to just have like a little mini recorder. You can take it wherever you, you go and you can keep your thoughts or your, you know, even your lyrics. If you've, you're coming up with some lyrics, songwriting that I do, sometimes I'll be, it'll be late at night and, and I'll, uh, I'll, it's usually emotional, you know, you're feeling emotional one way or another. I sit down maybe at the piano or, or with, the, with my guitar and, and begin to just play and just play chords, fiddle around, find sounds that, that are pleasant to me or that, that are, are easing my emotions, how, however, they are. I'll just sometimes just come up with my song that way. Then I will, can put my thoughts to 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 those sounds. Also, um, if I've got a poem or lyrics are already written, then I'll sit down again. I'll just I'll start to play that suit the mood of those those lyrics, and then I will begin to fit the, the lyrics in with with the the sound that I have. Sometimes, you know, it's a really easy way is just to have your drums playing our band. When our band is jamming, you know, jamming can create a lot of songs. We just are playing around and, oh, I'll say, oh, you know, Ray, play that, play those chords again. Ray, play that again. And We'll just go and and then mel uh, coming up with a melody to match his chords is is easy, you know. You just whip it off, and so sometimes that's how we are creating our songs as well. There's a lot of ways actually to write music. is a song I was writing I had my beach guitar and I was I was taking care of elderly people and 
it was really hard sometimes just to see see them so alone and and put away. So that was from a uh, deep emotion and this and it's it's called She's a Flower. That song I wrote uh probably in about 10 minutes, 15 minutes just uh but I had to get it out, you know. And I think a lot that's what I'm trying to say a lot of it is our emotions and we we get, get them out through these songs and express our emotions and our thoughts through these songs. So that was uh called She's a Flower. So in order to get your song down now, you've got your piece of paper, you've got your ideas and your feelings and your passion and your chord structure. So we've got basically, you've got your verses, at least one, one or two, your chorus and your bridge. Usually your bridge chord structure is a little different than your choruses and your verse, but often chorus and verse are similar chord structure. The bridge is just a little different. It's it's like it capsulizes the whole song. It's 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 the meaning of the song. It's kind of like your your standing uh, quote there in your bridge, and often your chords are a bit different than your um, verses and your and your chorus. So write them down. Get your stuff together and write us a song because nobody writes a song just like you. Also, if you, we'd love to hear from you. If you come check our website out, it's rachelwalkertrio.com, www.rachelwalkertrio.com. We'd love to hear from you and hear your comments. <laughs> thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Rachel. We will be hearing from her uh, at the end of the podcast. They have a song uh, that they send in as well. And that's the way that works. You contribute to the podcast. We play your music. It's as simple as that. It's open. Uh, and I would love to hear um, what you think about it. open. You know, let's let Rachel know what you thought. Feel free to chime in. I always say it's not my podcast. It's our podcast. And let's uh, chime in together. And all you got to do is if you got a microphone, you know, fire it up recorded at say 128 like cd quality and if you have any questions about recording if you want to include it let me know i'll, I'll walk you through the process would love to have you kind of guest on the show as well and uh wanted to talk about 2013 and i want to let you know if you go to timeanddate.com forward slash holidays forward slash us forward slash 2013 now i can put a uh I'll put a link to that out in the show notes at marketingmusician.com. But what this does is it gives you a list of all of the holidays in the U.S. And I'm sure there's one for the U.K. Uh, you can uh, change your holidays at the top of the page of this. And for instance, on February 1st, National Freedom Day, Groundhog Day, Chinese New Year, Lincoln's birthday is February 12th. The reason for this is if you look all the way down into, you know, April 15th is tax day. Uh, let's see here. Arbor Day is April 26th. May 5th is Cinco de Mayo. There are all sorts of holidays that you can tie into your marketing plan. But you want to plan about 10 weeks out that you start mentioning these things. Because not everybody listens to every single word you say. Not everybody is there. They might hear it, but they, they're not there every day. And it might take them a couple of weeks to catch up with your newsletter 
with your podcast, with your blog, whatever you're doing to communicate with your audience. And so one of the things you can do is, you know, go out, pick a couple of holidays. There's really about one a month that you could pick, you know, whether it's Valentine's Day in February or if we go down to uh, March, there's daylight savings time. There is uh, Palm Sunday in March, although that's kind of a religious one. You might want to, you know, steer clear of that. Uh, depending on how you, you know, if you're a Christian artist, you know, there's Easter uh, in April, there's taxes. Like I said, you can find all these holidays and start planning now for 2013. Is there anything, any song maybe that you might want to write or your album or some sort of special, you know, thing that you can tie in, start planning it now and just sit down with a calendar and write down, okay, here's the holiday we're going to accent for our band in this month. And this is what we're going to do to promote that holiday and how it ties into my band or a gig or whatever it is. Uh, you know, start planning for 2013 now. Are you the person in charge of your website? Then come check out the Weekly Web Tools podcast at weeklywebtools.com. Each week, we spotlight and review tools. We discuss strategies on web design and promotion. We talk a little SEO all with the intent of enhancing your website. The Weekly Web Tools Podcast. It's the podcast for the do-it-yourself webmaster. Check it out at weeklywebtools.com. All right, and um, I, I emailed Rachel after she had sent in the thing about the songwriting, and I said, hey, we got to hear something from you. You can find her at rachelwalkertrio.com. Now, her website is um, interesting. I'm not sure what she's using to create it. She has blue text on a yellow background. Not my favorite combination, but it is readable. And um, she has a spot there to listen to the album. So if you want more and uh, you can meet the trio, so you can actually go there and see her bio and, um, there she is in a pretty red dress. So uh, she's actually got a blog. You can read Michael's poetry. You can visit their guest book. You can see reviews that they have there. You can get their electronic press kit. Everything there is at rachelwalkertrio.com. And here is Rachel explaining about the song Captain Cloister and then the song. So I want to uh, remind you before I uh, hit play on this, that, uh, you know, for those who have money, there is therapy. And for the rest of us, there is music to get us through. And I want to thank everyone who's been listening to the podcast this year and um, would love any feedback on what you would like to see in the podcast next year as we go forward. And um, again, if you haven't launched your own website, I know I had somebody the other day complain about uh, Facebook on how they had changed yet something else and it ruined it. I'm like, why are you putting all your eggs in a basket that can change in any minute? So if you're looking to start your own website, it's really the best way to go. Have your website and then have things like Twitter and Facebook and Pinterest and all that other stuff be offshoots of your main website. And I can show you how to do that. Go out to marketingmusician.com. Hope you're having a great holiday season. I always kind of jokingly say happy Kwanzaa Masaka, whatever it is you're celebrating. Find a family, find a friend. Find your dog, whatever you got lying around, and enjoy the holidays. Take it easy and enjoy uh, 
that and uh, then get ramped up for 2013. It's right around the corner. I'm glad to say as I record this, it's February 22nd and the world didn't end yesterday. So that's a good thing. And uh, in the meantime, enjoy a little Rachel Walker trio. Hi, we're going to introduce this song for you. It's called Captain Cloyster. And we were sitting around outside. Hey, Michael. Yep. Uh, so Michael nicknamed Randall Captain Cloyster. And that just <clears throat> stuck in my head for a couple of days when I was working. And I just thought, you know, Captain Cloyster, that's, that's good. <laughs> so then one day I got my guitar on the back porch again. And it was a sunny day. And then I just came up with uh, Captain Cloyster. And we, we liked it. Hey, Michael. Yeah. And uh, as Rachel was developing the song, we could listen to the, the actually the melody. I thought, you know, it's, it's actually the way it's working out is pretty cool because imagine, at least in my imagination, I, I saw this, again, this cloister uh, that's basically forbidden to men <laughs> the last time I checked. And there's this cool dude just walking through these, these dark, room, large rooms with a certain swing to his step and you know with his with his slouch hat and shades on and i figured man this is where randall is walking today and rachel was able to put that into the melody and we're happy because uh randall actually likes the tune so that's that's good anyways we were enjoying the afternoon and we we're sitting on the back porch in our easy chairs and couches and i was looking at randall he's our sound man and Randall always has quite often that 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 solid look about him that you know he looks off into the distance and you realize the guy's thinking about something and I'm looking at Randall and I'm beginning to realize that he's really a a, a man of many successes all the things that he's put together the homes that he's built the the things that he's created whether through their hands or through uh, his ability with uh, music and recordings and I I, I thought of, for some reason, I thought of a cloister. Now, a cloister is a domain that sort of exclusively belongs to women, so it doesn't belong to men. We have monasteries, but Randall had sort of that, that cloisterish look about him. I don't know how else to describe it to you. You know, solid, out on a hill, looking over a valley, solid walls, thick, thick walls made out of brick, solid foundation, large rooms, dark rooms. Quite often that's what I think of Randall's sort of a mind. It's kind of dark and mysterious, but it produces really a lot of cool things. And part of that that production ability of his is translated through the music that we write, that he records. And by the way, I might add, you know, that lyrics, I mean, we tend to quite often think about lofty things, uh, mysterious things, uh, things that are hard to explain, but you know they're in your heart, and they have a chance of making a tune out of it. But every once in a while, the, one of these 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 strange things that have come about, where you look at some object or some person, and you realize this this dude is different, and maybe it's time to create something out of his ability that he helps us to create our abilities, so we can put on everybody's ability in front of the planet. Yeah.
Got his map from another place He's got his app 